You're listening to locally produced programming created in KUNV Studios on public radio, KUNV 91.5. You're listening to special programming brought to you by itswhereiam.com. The content of this program does not reflect the views or opinions of 91.5 Jazz and More, the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, or the Board of Regents of the Nevada System of Higher Education. Good morning, Las Vegas. It's Zandra Pollard with It's Where I Am. Today, we're talking about eating disorders. And eating disorders are behaviors that have serious consequences for our physical and mental well-being. So today, I have my guest from our women's conference, Megan Cohen. Hello, hello. Yes, who is an eating disorder expert. Um, and she's going to educate us about things we really don't know about absolutely yeah and I think there's a lot too there's a lot that we uh don't know about eating disorders yeah I, you know I was looking up some stuff and I was like do I have an eating disorder you know like well and I think one of the things that I always say to people is eating disorders are really secretive um so they, they are a secretive disease and when we serve patients who, um, you know, have eating disorders, it's it's really strange because you're e- food is a part of your daily life, right? right. So you wake up, you're, you know, you're supposed to have your three meals a day, your three snacks a day and have these balanced diets. But with eating disorders, um, it, it becomes secretive because you're starting to do these things and not tell people and you're starting to be restrictive. And, you're, and so it's a very shameful um, and secretive experience that I've kind of observed over my years of working with clients with eating disorders. And so that's why I always say it's, it's a very secretive disease. You know, there's so much that I research and I have so many questions questions for you. Um, Because as I said, you know, I was wondering if I had an issue. Now, I don't have an eating disorder. But there were some things that resonated with me, right? So it was, well, one, I think is a good thing, which is, I don't eat after eight Mm o'clock. Okay, so that works out for me. But sometimes, as of lately, I want to eat in the middle of the night. Oh, absolutely. I, I love a good midnight snack. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But, you know, it's so it's so it's supposed to be really bad for you uh, in terms of acid reflux, because that's an issue. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, also, just so you know, you're not gaining those extra pounds, you know, by eating late. Um, so there's some other variables, but I've gotten really strict about not eating. And so. As I said lately, mm-hmm. I said, you know, well, gosh darn it, I'm going to have some ice cream at two o'clock because I feel like it. That's beautiful. I love it. And I love <laughs> to hear that. I think one of the things, too, is, um, you know, we're always so quick to be like, OK, do I have this disorder? Or do I meet this? And you can Google anything. Right. And right. say, I, oh, I've got a little bit of that. I've got a little bit of that. Um, and so there is some major differences between there is such thing as, you know, eating disorders, as we know, as anorexia, bulimia. But there's also 
disordered eating. And that comes too with other, you know, mental health issues and just in general, um, you know, not everybody was raised the same. We sometimes learn our eating habits, you know, from our parents or from the family that raised us. And, um, you know, I myself was raised by a single mom who, you know, we had TV dinners and, you know, we weren't on that regimen three meals a day. And so in my adult life, even I've had to kind of teach myself and educate myself on what is, you know, the quote unquote normal or what is the healthiest aspect. And one of the things we really try to focus on is intuitive eating. And so listening to our body, listening to our own hunger cues. Um, and there is no, you know, and it, it, it's, there is no wrong or right way or there, there's, you know, different things work for different folks. However, one of the things that comes with it is, like you said, is this bad for us? Is this bad for us? What do we do? But, you know, there's no such thing as bad food. There's no such thing as good food, as we've always heard, everything in moderation. Um, and when, we start to see that uptick, though, and that, you know, I'm not going to eat past eight o'clock. And because I'm going to do this for health reasons, I'm going to do this, you know, I have acid reflux, and, you know, it, it messes with my body, it messes with my sleep schedule. Sure. When on the other foot, though, you have a, a whole variety of um, women and men and, you know, children who are struggling with, I'm not going to eat, you know, at all today. And I'm going to make sure that I'm restricting to 300 calories, I'm going to make sure right. that I'm restricting to, you know, X amount. And, what happens is there's usually what happens in turn with that too is that there's the other portion of that body dysmorphia and there's also that fear of weight gain. Mm-hmm. So when you're speaking, you're like, hey, it gives me acid reflux. I kind of feel crappy in the morning. Um, you know, I'm somebody that I don't like to eat dairy late at night because if I wake up in the morning, I'm all phlegmy. That doesn't mean I have an eating disorder. Um, right. You know, I'm doing that for health benefits. However, what happens is we have clients who, um, like I said, that th- there's that fear that, oh my gosh, I ate a cheeseburger. And there's that guilt, there's that shame that comes that after having that cheeseburger. And so, um, you know, we see a variety of things uh, from people maybe purging. And so, you know, they're choosing to dispose and get rid of, you know, by making themselves vomit. Or, you know, I was reading eating so much that you just feel bad and you don't even purge it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And so this affects you uh, psychologically and physically. You know, and so I had questions about pika. Mm-hmm. So I used to eat a lot of ice. Like I would go to the local mini mart and get the good ice. Oh, the Sonic the- ice. <laughs> oh, the Sonic ice is my favorite. Yes. Yes. But I found out I um, I was, uh, I had anemia. Mm-hmm. So it was making me crave the ice absolutely but included with that pika is uh chalk mm-hmm. soap you know things. hair follicles really we have, yeah i uh, we have um we've treated patients and there's people who will eat hair follicles i and had a different girlfriend things. in middle school who used to eat her scabs yeah i i i, <laughs> I, I, I i'm <laughs> i've heard stranger things <laughs> oh my god so when you hear of Sometimes like a pregnant woman Mm -hmm. who is craving things like soap uh, or whatever, pencils, things like that I've heard. That's going to, uh, you know, affect you as far as malnutrition. Mm -hmm. Right. And so then how do you treat that? So for us specifically, and so with the work that we do. um, And let me back you up because you need to let us know. 
yes. who you're working with. Yes. What's the name of the uh, clinic? Absolutely. Um, so I am with an organization called Mariah Behavioral Health. Um, we have been in Vegas for over four years now, and we treat a, a variety of things. One of our specialties is eating disorders um, for adolescent and adult females struggling with eating disorders. Um, and so we also do have a other division that um, treats just strictly for mood and anxiety, and that is for adolescents as well. So that is for young um, boys and girls who are struggling with mental health issues, um, you know, suicidal ideation, anxiety, mood disorders, and things of that nature. Okay. Um, my most recent work, though, has been working in our eating disorder clinics, and that's kind of my first love. I love working with the eating disorder population. Um and yeah, is this outpatient or it inpatient? is. It's Just outpatient out- currently. Um okay. so we do PHP and IOP level of care. We are actually um right off of Sahara and the fifteen. So right over by Palace Station um is our office and our clinics. And we have our two tracks, which is adolescents and adults, um, and we are currently doing female care. And so with that, um, and as you kind of mentioned, the PICA and so that's not an eating disorder that, you know, really is going to fall under our wheelhouse. Uh, okay. We're focusing on binge eating disorder. Anorexia. So that's like with the PICA, that's more talk to your healthcare provider. Absolutely. And, and not that it can't, because I mean, again, when we're looking at disordered eating, it can come in a lot of ways. Um, okay. As I'm a nurse by trade. And so if I were to be assessing a client and they're like, hey, you know, I just can't stop eating ice or hey, I can't stop eating dirt or chalk or, you know, whatever it may be. One of the questions that that's going to raise for me is that, hey, you need to go talk to your healthcare care um, provider and get some blood work done because, as you found out, you know, you were anemic. And right. so usually that kind of flags us to be like something's probably off because, you know, our body is craving what we're missing um, in a lot of ways, too, when it comes to that. Yes. Um, with the other, though, like I said, we will focus on binge eating disorder, anorexia, um, and so as well as ARFID. Um, and then there... Wait, what's ARFID? So what's ARFID is um, taste and textures. So uh, okay. you have um, people who are just either fearful, and it's not usually by the factor of they're afraid to gain weight or the body dysmorphia so much, but there's actually um, you know, a sensory or the, there's a texture thing. Um, My son will not eat beans or spaghetti. <laughs> and, you know, and so... For a lot of people, you know, we all have our preferences. There's right. certain things like, but I, he said, but he said, well, I said, well, why won't you eat beans or spaghetti? Because those are like the go-to, right, right? Right. He said, well, beans remind me of bugs, and spaghetti reminds me of worms. I mean, fair enough. <laughs> you know, <laughs> fair enough. I, I don't think I'm going to look at spaghetti and beans now the same. Um, but you know, just as we all have our personal preferences, I'm not a fan of like eggplant. You know, it's just not the thing. However, if I there, you know, if I'm on a deserted island and we're it's filled with eggplant, I'm going to eat eggplant to survive. There's not right. going to be that fear there. Um, and then you know, so when we're looking at that, there's also. Um, and I'm not completely sure I'd have to actually look it up for orthorexia. And so in this day and age, we're seeing um, a lot of people who are struggling with the clean eating uh, modalities. And so they're just kind of uh, obsessed with this thought that whole foods and organic foods and, you know, if you brought this person a McDonald's cheeseburger, granted McDonald's isn't the best for you. We all know that. I love their French fries every once in a while. However, People who are struggling with orthorexia also have this fear of, 
oh my gosh, I could never, I could never eat a McDonald's cheeseburger. Right. And they won't. And so again, if they are on that stranded island and there's only a McDonald's, they will choose not to because there is that fear of, um, and it's not even so much of gaining weight, but if, you know, that is not nourishing to my body or, you know, that that is a bad food and there's such thing as bad and good foods. Right. Yeah, you know, uh, I had one of my kids when they were in middle school, she, <laughs> only have one girl, <laughs> She would count the calories on everything because she learned it in school, but then she took it to a whole nother level. And so you know what? I, I have two daughters. Um, and one of the things that it, it's still so strange to me, and it, you know, it just it really does irk me that we're still teaching in health class, like, hey, you know, goods, good food, bad food, and to count calories. Um, because there's such an emphasis and we still live in this uh, day and age of this diet culture and um, fad diets. And, you know, to be, uh, especially I think for women, to be thin is beautiful. Right. And so I, I think that there needs to be so much more education within our school systems too of, you know, what is healthy, what we are teaching, especially, again, I Eating disorders do not discriminate. Um, they affect males and females. Right. However, you know, historically and what we do see is females who are struggling it and struggling with body image. And I think that is because of social media, of what we're learning in our schools, um, and that we're not we're not teaching correctly to nourish our bodies. We're being taught to count calories. But mm -hmm. that's not being taught. You know, one of the things that I love, uh, like Michelle Obama, she's got her my plate and it's uh, you know, a very simple graph and it's you know kind of probably from when you and I were in school like you should have a fistful of potatoes and you know the fistful of vegetables and a handful of chicken um but instead of teaching hey this is what a well balanced nourished meal looks like we're teaching hey you should only have you know 1500 calories a day and we're not also not teaching what those calories should look like um because you know people will get that and be like okay well that means i can have one you know one mcdonald's cheeseburger a day for 1000 calories and that's all i'm going to eat but that's right. not nourishing your body. And so I think there has to be that education piece that we're doing, you know, as a community. And what I'm really excited about the work that we do is we are able to educate people on um, how we're looking at the youth, how we're teaching about how we speak about diets, how we speak about uh, food intake and nourishment and nutrition and all of those areas. Yeah. And you know what? There's also the issue with obesity here, especially in the United States, where the most mm -hmm. obese country absolutely in yeah. the world so i think that's where the calorie counting comes in but again i understand what you're saying what does nutrition look like and that's the message right absolutely so i also wanted to go into dieting mm -hmm. there are a few women i know that are avid dieters mm -hmm. they have been on this diet that diet for most of their lives now, I was reading that that's a big issue Absolutely. with dieting. So, and then that's how you can fall into a depression because, you know, you cheated on your diet. And that again, and so it's that shame that comes with it, right? right. So when we're looking at, there's so many, I mean, you know, there's so many different diets and there's, it, there's always the new diet. There's always the new one that you're reading about on that comes on, you know, on social media. And so again, that conversation of what does nutrition look like? Because I think, again, looking at women, we're always on some kind of diet. We always have an event or I want to fit into this dress or I want to look at that, that of this of a certain way. And so, and we, I want to do it without exercise. Absolutely. And so that, you know, and so that's when that restriction cycle comes in. And what yes. we see is that, you know, the restriction um, and then 
they may treat themselves, quote unquote, to right. having a meal. And then that shame and that anxiety um, comes up. And so, again, what we're trying to teach is that there is no good diet. Bottom line, um, if you're but asking who's getting my philosophy. Taught? Who's getting taught? Like people, once they already have a problem. So like, where's the... Um, you know, preventive measures. As far as, as so for... Just to know how to eat better if you're not getting that from home. Absolutely. I think, um, you know, the hope would be that it's coming from, you know, our communities, from our school systems, what we're putting on TV. But that's just not the that's case. That's not the case. Right? right. And, and so, kudos to Dove. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That, that I love their right new now. campaign. Um, yeah. It brought tears to my eyes. And so, however... That's why you're on the show, because <laughs> I saw the Dove commercial. <laughs> um, however, though, we know that that's not the normal. And so it's going to take people like me and people like you who are able to speak up to, you know, take every opportunity to say, hey, um, you know, the, this isn't the normal. This isn't how, you know, things should be in to do those teachings and get and to be able to spread that word. And, you know, what I learned from you from the Women Conference is embracing your own body. Oh, we absolutely. all have different body types. No, my favorite thing, too, um, and it's one of my little, you know, cheeky jokes, but um when we're looking at where we come from as people, as humans, and, you know, what uh, my lineage is, right? So I am of Irish descent. I'm built for the strong, you know, winters. And so that's kind of my joke is that, you know, I'm not going to maybe look like this model on Instagram, but like understanding where my heritage comes from and understanding why my body is built the way that I'm built and, you know, why your body is built the way that you're built and having appreciation. Because what I have found is, I don't think I've ever met anybody in my life who is like, I 100% love myself all the time. I love right. my body all the time. And I don't think that's a realistic goal for anybody. But if we can appreciate the fact that, hey, you know, I might not like the way that this looks right now, but I understand I have appreciation. And I, I think that's one of the first steps into having that love for yourself because it's hard to have love for yourself all the time. It's hard to be like, you know, to have that self-confidence all the time. And so we do a lot of work. Um, it's called the body positive. And so it, it does. It looks at those, you know, where I come from, who I am, um, and just getting some appreciation for that as well. Right. You know, I had a um, – it's funny how things all came into <clears> – <throat> excuse me, into alignment because I was talking to my daughter who was pregnant with her second child. Um, Congratulations. She, thank you. She is um, already talking to me about her post-birth, if that's a word. Mm -hmm. Yeah, post-birth weight. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, right now you need to concentrate on feeding the baby and then you take care of your stuff Yeah. later. And again, looking at us as women having those conversations with one another, and again, I think it's the societal norms of, as a woman, you should give birth and look like the celebrities and be right back at it and, right. you know, have that perfect body. That's just not the case. And, you know, some women are very blessed. Some people are very blessed of just having that natural, you know, uh, metabolism and all of those things. But what also comes into play and as a society, there is nothing wrong with fat. There's Fat is not a bad word. Fat is not a swear word. And there's nothing wrong with being right, fat. Right. And I'll take a little bit on the back end. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm thicker than a snicker and I appreciate it. Right. So um, I think looking at those things, too, of how 
one, it does start in the home of how we're teaching our children, how we're teaching our sons and daughters what nutrition looks like. Mm -hmm. But also, um, like you said, Dove did a really great job of how we as a society present what beauty looks like. And we as a society that I grew up, um, you know, in a fad where it was the worst thing ever to be fat. And if you called somebody fat, like, I mean, it was just, oh, beside myself. Right. As an adult, I mean, I have obviously a lot of years now behind me and some perspective in life. But I think one of the biggest things that I think is just so silly now, I'm like, that's not a bad word. And you know what? There's nothing wrong with having some fat on you. There's nothing wrong with not being stick figure. There's nothing wrong. I'm, you know, even sitting here with you today, I've ha- I have kids and there- there's a reason I've got the mom pooch. I, I wear my, wear my uh, battle scars, you know, very proudly right. because there is beauty in that. And so I think some of the work we just need to do as a society is how do we reframe that? How do we, you know, get away from that, this, I guess, textbook beauty? Um, h- how do we expand on that? Because there are so many different body types, so many different human beings in this world that they're beautiful and they might not be a size zero, right? Right. Or if they're a zero, they don't like being zero. Exactly. Like, we're never happy. And you know what? I think that's also not spoken about a lot as well. Yeah. Um, we do see people who are really struggling with body image who are you know of a smaller size and I think Mm -hmm. it's hard for people to see that they are struggling because they're trying to gain weight and so there's that other you know spectrum too um I had a friend in high school and they would call her string bean you know and that that crushed her and you know there's nothing wrong with being thin there's nothing wrong with being fat there's nothing wrong with being in your own body I mean you know I am of Christian descent so you know I God made to me everybody beautiful and you're the way exactly you're supposed to be Mm -hmm. so I think us as a community and us as just a society we really need to do a better job of promoting real bodies um and I've seen Oh, some of our real retailers uh, start to do it. I've seen, you know, more plus size models. I've seen, you know, with different size uh, bodies and different uh, people on, you know, the TV screen and in ads. And so I think we're moving in that direction. It's just a very slow burn because it's not what we have built as a society is our right. normal. I agree. I agree. And so we're talking about eating disorders, eating behaviors that have serious consequences, Um, to our physical and our mental well-being. And uh, we have Megan Cohen here from the Mariah Mm. Behavioral Clinic. Yeah, Mariah Behavioral Health here in Las Vegas. Mariah Behavioral Health. So how do you know if you have an eating disorder, aside from throwing up on purpose and not eating on purpose? I think there's a lot of things... um, and it, again, it depends because eating disorders also come in all forms, shapes, and sizes. Um, the biggest one that I say is that fear of gaining weight and then that body dysmorphia. So if there's a lot of shame, if there is a lot of, hey, I, I've eaten this and now I'm like, oh my gosh, I, you know, I, I feel disgusted with myself. Or there is, again, um, what we commonly see with the restricting of calories, um, you know, and hey, I can only have X amount. And um, there's also, again, the binge and restricting cycle that happens. Um, so you have people who are like, okay, I'm going to do really good today and I'm not going to eat all day and they don't eat all day and then it gets tonight and, you know, we're eating the whole pantry. Right. And so it comes in all different sizes, but the biggest thing is 
when you're thinking about your own relationship with food, what does that look like? How, how does that make you feel? What kind of gets brought up for you? Mm-hmm. Um, and is it now becoming a struggle in your everyday life? Is it becoming a struggle? Um, are, are you becoming obsessive about it? And so there's a lot of red flags. But the biggest one I say is when you are thinking about your body and when you're thinking about food and your relationship with your body and with food, okay, that makes what sense. does that get brought up for you? Because okay. I think what also comes up is that People have, again, um, what society is portrayed as an eating disorder is, you know, anorexia, nervosa, which is, you know, type A or, or typical. Um, and that is a very thin uh, figure and not eating any calories at all or, you know, needing very minimal uh, at, and just being very of thin stature. That's not the only eating disorder. Um, and there's also something called anorexia um, atypical where – you have somebody who is in a quote-unquote normal body or maybe even living in a larger body. And with that, they are still restricting and they are, you know, still having everything, you know, that you would see in a quote-unquote anorexic person. Mm -hmm. Um, But they're not presenting with that thin figure. So people aren't taking that eating disorder seriously. And you know what? And also men. Mm -hmm. So I was also researching that, you know, men – Usually people are men who are into athletics mm-hmm. where they have to make weight, right? Yep. So something Cutting like weight, wrestling, right? yep. yeah, boxing, things like that. Absolutely. We see it again um, in men and women. And uh, when we're looking at, um, you know, all this intermittent fasting diet, and so it, it becomes kind of normalized. However, that's it's, just, it's not, you know, how we're built as humans to be going with out so many calories and without so many hours without eating. So again, my best advice is, hey, if you're struggling with any of this or even, you know, you may think maybe I have one, maybe I don't, you're always welcome to come check our website, but call our admissions line. Somebody will talk to you and, you know, we're here to give you the right information. And what is that number for the admissions line? Uh, Our phone number is 1-844-624-0454. Okay, and let's give that number out one more time. And that would be one eight four four six two four zero four five four. Now I'm thinking you probably have um like peer support groups there, yes? Absolutely. So okay. one of our slogans, um, which I really love, is we are with you for life, um, is the Mariah slogan. And so we do offer a variety of different support groups um from the moment that you're going to be admitted into one of our programs, into our outpatient, when we're looking at eating disorders, we have, depending on which level of care you are, about um, anywhere from five to eight hours of programming a day. And that includes group support, meal support, um, as well as individualized clinical support. So you're seeing your individualized therapist. Okay. And even then from step down, when we say we're with you for life, after you've you know left our facilities, you're not maybe even within our care, you're not seeing therapist anymore, we have alumni support groups. And so those uh, are meeting weekly. And it is from anybody who has been in any level of our care. Um, they come together. It's a anonymous group that they meet weekly. And um, it is led. There's a clinician there from one of our teams. So if you are struggling and, hey, you know, I need to talk to somebody, but I haven't, you know, been within your care in a year or two, that's okay. We're going to get you and uh, we do it weekly and uh, it's posted for all of our uh, patients who've been with us. Okay. So I would say if you are a lifelong dieter or if you are purging food or not eating food, I would call that number before I take the next diet or before I make that next drastic 
change. And I think, too, um, you know, MariahBehavioralHealth.com, it has a lot of information, too. Um, there is a self-assessment on there that, you okay. know, you can take. And I'm we're not in the business of saying, hey, if you've been on a diet, you definitely have an eating disorder. But, hey, if you're not feeling so great, if you're feeling that I'm struggling um, and, you know, I'm not able to kind of take care of myself or, you know, hey, my mind's going crazy because, you know, I'm just having a really tough relationship with food or whatever that may be. Give us a call. I I mean, we definitely are the experts here in town and um, we're able to kind of, you know, at least ease your path and give you some information. Maybe it's not us, but we can, you know, help you carry that load. Um, I think that a lot of people don't know that there's help out there and a lot of people carry this shame that, there's something wrong with me or, you know, I'm embarrassed and we really are here for you. We've seen it all. And so just give us a call. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Megan, for coming on and educating our listeners on eating disorders that have negative consequences physically and with our mental well-being. So I thank you all for tuning in. My name is Zandra Pollard. I'm here every Saturday at 7.30 a.m. And I look forward to speaking with you again soon. Thank you. We'll see you next week. Bye.